At Prairie Gardens, our custom framing experts see the big picture and give it the perfect frame. Photos, keepsakes, art, you name it, we can frame it. Surrounding what you love with the best moldings and matte combinations around at the right price. Whether it's for you or a gift for another, we'll create a frame as special as the memory that's in it. Prairie Gardens Custom Framing. Frame the moments that matter. Springfield and Duncan Champagne. Well, good morning. I'm Tamara McDaniel, live from Prairie Gardens, and this is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. Join us if you can. We're at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. Or you can phone in at 356-9397 or even text your questions or comments at 351-5357. We have our plant experts standing by to answer your questions. They include Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, John Weisgarver. Good morning, Tamara. And good morning, Steve Brown. Hi there. Good morning. Good morning. So, busy week in your gardens this past week? Oh. Were you able to get out there between the rain, the rain showers? What rain? We, you had what? rain? <laughs> we, we had rain last night and a few nights ago. I had 12 drops last night. I didn't have that much. Oh, really? Really? I don't think so. Little tiny little drops moistening the top of the surface. Yeah, and that's it. Oh, sorry for you. Yeah, thank I you. I was very happy yeah. for my lawn. We, we, all, we, we all need a good watering, good it, rain. It would we be nice. do. So yeah. normally if it <clears throat> was going to rain on a Saturday, I'd say, no way, Saturday night maybe, but not during the day. If it happened to come through today... I would accept oh, it. Oh, yay. <laughs> I would accept it. We're dry enough. Yeah. And what's scary to me is just driving around in some of the more manicured lawns that aren't irrigated, you're already starting to get that lighter green color like yeah. you don't see until later on in June or July. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow. Wow. So I mean, they're growing right. real fast still. They're lush and everything else, but you can just start to see that color change. So we, we yeah. need a good rain. And that's from stress. Well, it's just dryness, so if we're okay. not careful, some of these uh, bluegrass lawns are going to start to think about going dormant, dormant early oh. without irrigation. Okay. So, anyway. Good tip. 356-9397. Steve, what did you do in your garden this past week? I actually made some progress in the evening Yay. on um, nice. tomatoes. Yeah, uh, nice. I got most of them in the ground. Uh, the heirlooms? Uh, quite a few of the heirlooms. There's nice. a few conventional hybrids, but uh, I'm trying to even remember what all went all. I tried some of the new ones from Sean Yay. Good. this year, and they're looking good. Um, and then some heirlooms that we've carried in the past. Uh, yep. I replanted some of those. And some, you know, like a big boy, better boy, early girl, throwing them in there, sweet 100, just because. Just because they're good. Just because they're good. Yeah. And I know they're going to be fantastic, too. So I still got room for a couple more. How many do you think you planted so far? Uh, uh, only 19 so far. Oh. And only. Well, well I, with I your sharing, that's probably but, not enough. But I'm sharing with the yes. table here. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> yeah. So I need to, but, you I'll, know. I'll, I'll chip in some uh, tomato plants for him. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, you know, you have to come out and harvest your own. Oh. That'll be the deal. Oh. Um, the, I'm waiting for Sean to bring in, is it, is it Stupich? Uh, it's the oh. Czechoslovakian oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. early yeah. one. Right. So I don't think we've had that one in yet. But I think all the other ones that I listened to Sean talk about during the seminar at Open House, I think I've snatched up most of those so far. Yep. So we've tried that little current, the little gold rush guy. Yep. 
just for a novelty. Uh, it's like, do I want to give space to something that's only going to have a quarter-inch size tomato, quarter-inch diameter? Oh, I can't that's wait. Right. It's like, I hear about but it. I have to do it from a novelty standpoint so I can bring them in here. have to be a thousand well, of them to make a handful. <laughs> they, they wouldn't make it in here. They'd make it in your mouth. <laughs> no, they almost sound like too much work. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, we'll see what happens. So tomatoes are in. The peppers are pretty much in. Uh, some of the cukes are in. So cool. we'll keep doing some of the warm season stuff. And so I'm hoping next week, this week, is basil, cilantro, mm-hmm. and some of the, the herbs, the, the tender herbs, yeah. Yeah. Neat. Hope those get in the ground. How fun. Awesome. We'll see. Neat. Great. Great selection, by the way, back in the greenhouse of herbs. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, sure gosh, is. just walking through, my, just smelling them all was fabulous. Well, and then Made you think about the all the recipes that you can use them in, too, while you're walking along there That's smelling. That's point. Yeah. Yeah. Can make salsa with that. I, I thought that was the salsa. reason to plant basil, <laughs> was I think so it, you could walk by it and smell it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Well, we, we totally. were just we were just talking I mean, about off air. Um, the African blue basil out there oh, is a yeah. very aggressive uh, basil, and, and mine realistically gets three, three and a half feet tall, three and a half, four feet wide. I'm gonna have to wow. try that one. And I just let it flower. I don't yeah. even try and harvest it, but I just plant it for the bees. And oh. it's a it's a uh, it's a wonderful plant for attracting and providing a, so a the bees nectar like the, source the for the flowers bees. and just hover around them all the time, apparently. So. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't that be cool if you had this huge patch of that and the bees would use that exclusively and that you could call it your basil, your basil honey? honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet it would have a cool flavor. It would have a distinctive flavor. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine how cool I'd like if I'd love it or if it'd be like. Yeah. It'd like be interesting, the... wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be interesting. For, for sure. <laughs> so did did you guys get a chance to play at all in the wee hours? You did, didn't you? I, I did a little bit, yeah. What it was kind of fun. Well, I was, uh, I'd been planting a lot of my containers for a long time, and I did get to plant a couple of them. So I was very happy about that. I did one uh, with the Japanese maple. Nice. Yeah, nice. The waterfall beautiful green green yeah and then i underplanted with a a juniper a creeping juniper and threw in a couple annuals so basically you have a whole little landscape in the container then yeah don't you yeah plop it in the ground if you want to that's awesome yeah it sounds gorgeous because the the areas i like to put things where i can enjoy them where i see them a lot so so (laughs) well exactly uh i don't plant for for the neighbors (laughs) <laughs> that's one of my rules in gardening you make your garden the way you need to have it for you that's not right for somebody that's else. Yeah. smart if well i'm just not as good at watering the ones that i put out for the neighbors because i see the other ones let more the neighbors the ones water it, right? well, yeah. yeah well you know you always plant at at your entry because that's what everybody sees which i do that too but okay so but, uh, i have my little private areas that i like to do the uh, waterfall Japanese maple that John's talking about is a green leaf variety, and it's one of my favorites. <clears throat> it takes quite a bit of sun as well. It's really tough, yeah. Uh, and it's it's not really a weeping Japanese maple. People talk that they're weeping this way. There's only one true weeping Japanese maple, and I'll let Marianne pronounce it. Um, Ryusen. Ryusen. I'll I'll always butcher the name compared to her. But that one is a true weeping, and we actually have some out there. Yeah, we do. They're lovely. They're, they're absolutely gorgeous. But John's is a, a mounding type, if you will. So it 
kind of gives, I would call it mounding or billowing, if you will. Yeah. But it's truly one of my favorites. An incredible fall color. Uh, when Be- people think yeah. of Japanese maples, they do think of mounding ones, the ones that, that always, the branches uh, reach uh, sideways and go down a little bit yeah. rather than going right up. So that's, that's perfect for a container, John. That's yeah. just beautiful. It's got those beautiful lacy leaves, and then yeah. it's almost like it creates an umbrella over the top of the container. Yeah, perfect. And the yeah. container is it's about 30 inches nice. around and, and almost 22 feet deep, so it's a pretty wow. good size. 22, 22 feet. feet. That's huh? 22 feet. Is that what I said? Yeah. 22 <laughs> inches. Okay. Wow. Holy cow. Wow, man. How'd you, re- <laughs> how'd you reach to plant that one? Elevator. It's a lot of potting soil. <laughs> had, to, had to call Amarin for that one. Uh, Can I borrow your cherry picker? How about you, Marianne? Did you get a chance to play? I, I uh, thought out a couple of more containers. Thought them you out. thought them out. Yeah, thought them out. Um, but I had a lot of watering to do because we, at my house, we didn't have so much rain. But you know, I, I got real busy last month and got a lot of things in the ground, a lot of uh, shrubs oh, and a couple of trees. Oh, you got a great start last month. I, oh, yeah. I Amazingly. did. It was yeah. absolutely incredible. I was so thrilled that I got so much done because I, you know, you remember I lost a couple of big trees over the last couple of years. So I had this space, which is no longer a shade garden, so I'm, it was a big transition into, into sun gardening. And uh, that was kind of fun. It was, you know, you grieve over the tree and trees that you lose, and then, then you move on to the, the, you know, you the brand new thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of watering, because that's so important in new plantings. Uh, mulching well. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, making your soil right, you know, amending it, and actually just enriching soil with, with compost is always a good idea. Always, always, always. Always, yeah. yeah. And, and then... Um, just mulching really well so that it uh, keeps the soil temperature and uh, moisture more moderate so it doesn't, you know, you're not going really dry and then really wet and really dry. So right. it's it's important or to do really all those cold, things. Really yeah. Hot. yeah, exactly, Scorching. precisely. Well, and it's safe to say we just have not had much assistance with rain. So no, we haven't. We haven't. You, you really have to water. And yeah. I don't know if it's new things, especially this year, but things yeah. that were planted last year, you really oh, yeah. it, take a look at it. One-year-old things are, are still not quite out there on their own yet. They're still struggling, not struggling, oh. but they're still working at getting their feet in the ground. And so it's really important to remember to water those things. Yeah, remember last year I planted all those river birch trees down in the ravine that I carried my buckets oh, down. Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, <laughs> uh, I was a little worried this spring that they were not going to leaf out. Oh, did they come out okay? Uh, most of them, yeah. So That's good. good. So it was good. But, yeah, I still have to Scale take some down. water down. Yeah. still have to take some water down there. Yeah. Uh, mm. In buckets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. it's okay. I guess I won't feel sorry for myself walking on flat ground dragging a hose anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it does give you different perception of reality. It does. <laughs> I, but I have, I have perfected it, though. I get the hose as far as I can, you know, and then I don't have to take the bucket so oh. far. Oh, that's So you good. have a filling station. So then it's just down yeah. to... So I think, I think Prairie Gardens needs to donate another couple hundred feet of hose so he doesn't have to take the buckets down at all. It's a good you know exercise. <laughs> oh, that would make sense, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. She <laughs> <laughs> learn something new every That's week on this show. This show is amazing. Uh, anyway. It's nice to know we can even help the experts sometimes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you probably have the hoses lying around, but they're probably designated as fire safety hoses, and they're probably not used for gardening. So. <laughs> anyway. That's what, yeah, we got I'm sorry, we just cu- uh, that was a couple of funny funny things. That, you know, the fire, w- we're, not, we're not going to talk about it anymore, but the fire in his front yard. The yeah. control so burn. So you have, you have to control burn. <laughs> that <laughs> was not so controlled the, right. for a little bit. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, John. Oh, it's okay. Poor John. It's okay. We've been doing uh, trying to do a lot of burning because in Thomasboro oh, yeah. they don't have yard waste pickup. Oh. Uh, so we got ourselves a burn barrel, uh-huh. like a lot of the other neighbors. Rocky. And, nice. Uh, yeah, and the things that we've been able to store in the garage are dry, and we can go ahead and burn, but... <laughs> Uh, anything that we've had outside, then we have to wait all over again for it to dry out. Yeah. It's an endless cycle, but that's all right. It is an endless it's cycle. Yeah, you don't just do it once and then it's done for the season. It sure has stopped me from doing any more pruning, though, because <laughs> I'm so tired of yard waste. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> we just need a break for a little bit. Well, you know, there is a place you can take it. Yes, and I keep trying to convince my husband to do that, but he is so... He, he likes to burn things, you know? He's it's a guy such thing. such a guy. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> Ed, Ed you used to always talk about I'm that, too. To be doing that. Yeah, just it's, it's just a, it's totally a guy thing. Turn it into mulch. And but, but you know, good. it's really relaxing to have a, a little fire in the evening to sit around, even in, when it's warm. Yeah. I love to do that. For sure. Good point. Yeah. Fire pits are a real big deal. I, it, there was just an article in the Wall Street Journal this morning about fire pits and how you can move them around. And then there's the stuff that you can put on the fire to make the fire turn color. And it's like, really? really? <laughs> I did not know that. Isn't that funny? That is funny. Well, That's kind of really cool, funny. It is cool. It is nice. It is relaxing. Yeah. I, I agree yeah. with you. So Let's common see. questions this uh, last week. Anything come to mind as far as uh, what the top ones were? Most frequent one? A uh, little... Little critters are out after the roses already. Oh, yeah. 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 Damn critters already. Yeah. Yes. What What are you experts supposing those critters are? Raccoons, bald eagles. Rabbits. Uh, the squirrel. bald eagle was maybe the first choice on my <laughs> list. Oh, yeah, was it? <laughs> Sawflies might have been my second choice. Sawfly, little rose slug on the back. I, I've not had trouble with rose slugs, but soft flies I have. Somebody yesterday had brought in some. Oh, brought you one. They How were nice. actually on the back, yeah. How fun. Yeah. So you got some soft fly larvae that are uh, yeah. people are bringing in? I, I, no, I have my backyard. I've not had them. Oh, okay. I've not had, had anybody bring any in to me, which okay. is always a, a thrill to see bugs coming in. But um, uh, uh, they're out. Like John said, they're out, and it's turning your rose leaves into lace. You know, they just oh. do all these holes, and it's like, isn't that kind of interesting? <laughs> How can you spot them? Just from the no, damage from the holes that they and do? The leaves. Holes okay. Because <laughs> you very seldom see yeah, them. Yeah, you're probably noticing the damage more than you are the insect itself. Absolutely. Yeah. And in which case, what is there anything you can do about nope. that? Nope. Got to move. Oh, come now. No, put the house up for sale. Mr. Expert, you've got to come up with another answer. So I'm in the process <laughs> of that, yeah. <laughs> or... Use Bear 3-in-1, which is a product that I like to use because it's a, a fungicide, insecticide, and miticide. So I actually had somebody say they um, believed they saw uh, spider mites on, I, I forget what they had it on now, already. Which is, it seems kind of early for spider mites, but they were quite sure. I think I'd say it, you easily could. You think? Really? Yeah. I mean, as dry as it's been. Well, it has but been hot and dry, but it and just seems warm. so early. But... We've accelerated so much in the last two weeks yeah. with all the temperatures here yeah. being That's warm true. and above average. So, yeah. Well, well we, we um, our arborist treated the uh, big spruce over here for oh mites yeah. two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Just doesn't seem right. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> I guess. Well, the damage on, on he, it was a hydrangea, that's what it was. Uh, he, he brought in the leaves, and it was it looked classic 
damage from spider mites. There weren't any on, on what he brought in, but he said, I know I saw them on leaves. They were little tiny things. He didn't know what they were. He said, little tiny red things. Just, oh, yeah, it probably is. Sounds so like. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, boxwood problems. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about some of the boxwood problems we're seeing people bring in. Have you had any with uh, the... Um, uh, the blight insect yeah blight i'm sorry actually no uh it's it's so it's really recognizable and it's it is really different yes it is than other other diseases but uh still a lot of winter damage questions I mean, is it really is it really you know winter damage or is it something else and you really have to to find out a lot of information before you can advise somebody about it uh, and yeah, pictures are so helpful if they yes. can bring those in. So, it, it mostly seems to be winter damage. And I wouldn't say it was actually December, January damage. It was probably the February, March that we had that was so damaging to broadleaf. And a predisposed plant going into it. Yes. It was dry. Absolutely. Something just not quite enough moisture. You know, we always say water, 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 those evergreens. Especially in the winter, in the winter yep. right. So. so I think we're seeing a combination of the winter dehydration, desiccation, like you're talking about. And, and some of it will bounce back. Some will have to be pruned back to a green stem. It's going to vary from plant to plant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've had customers bring in uh, some boxwood leaves that have had spider mite damage. Yes. Uh, we've had some that have had the um, leaf miner damage. Yeah, leaf miner is not too uncommon around here. Um, yeah. So, again, the same type of product that Marianne suggested for the roses, the, the, the three, tree, and tree and shrub kind of product. Bear three uh, and one, yeah. That would have the different ingredients and it would would cover it and you can buy that in a ready to use that we sell out here a hose end applicator or concentrated either if you want to drench and yeah. put it in the ground it's so important when you think you have spider mites to first identify but then to um, use the product that's listed for spider mites um, uh, an insecticide is not necessarily um, useful on on spider mites because they're spiders it's a different kind of critter oh and right. if it's not listed on the label then you you're not it's not going to be effective so the bear three in one is a miticide also we have a couple of products that are miticides so um, it's it's important to know what you're first of all dealing with and second that your product is listed for it okay so yeah, if, if i had nice. some boxes that were looking gnarly <clears throat> i would without even coming here and asking our opinion i would water and make oh, sure oh, that, make sure they're hydrated um, I'd probably bring some samples in for us to look at to see if we can say, hey, we think it's just winter damage or we think it could be an insect damage in addition to that. And then we could show you the right product to use. I would feed them gently, um, whether it's a granular f form or a, something I want to mix with water, but I'd probably use a granular form. I'd get them fed and encourage new growth. Um, I would prune lightly uh, to stimulate some new growth too yes. and get some of the unsightly brown out of there and, uh, and open it up a little bit. So I think... In most cases, people can get them to recover. There would be a few that might be so far gone that you might have some serious holes that you would have to cut out. And it's like, okay, do I want to wait for that to fill in? And will it ever fill in or not? Don't you think you could probably see that if you went down into the stem and cut to see if it was uh, totally desiccated or if there was any green left I think you it? could. Um, I, what, what was the boxwood that's the tall, skinny one, Sky Pencil? Tower. Green Tower. Green right? Tower. That's it. Green Tower. I have a Green Tower. I've had it for probably a decade, and it's been very, very protected and just done wonderfully. And it's it's one that's a columnar. It's it's only supposed to get, what, two feet, three feet wide, but it can get eight or ten feet tall-ish. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Well, I've, I've kept my prunes, so it only, it's only about six inches wide. Okay. And it's probably about eight feet tall now. <gasps> but 
Wow, um, that's it's, cool. It's just cool. It just has it's it's just be striking yeah. exclamation point um, <laughs> in the yard. It's it's kind of fun. Well, it's it's pretty much brown right now. Oh. <laughs> so it got hit pretty hard with uh, uh, the winter winds, and obviously I didn't have it hydrated uh, enough. So I'm I'm going to prune on it. So it's just what we have to do as gardeners. We just prune, 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 and yeah. I know you don't like to right now because you've pruned enough. But go ahead and do I it. Have. <laughs> but uh, well, uh, but at the same time, I understand what you mean by pruning and how that stimulates growth because yeah. it doesn't matter. I, all of these bushes that I didn't want. Granted, I didn't take the time to dig out the roots, but I just cut them down just so that they'd be out of my eyesight. Oh, and sure, guess what? All yes, they're all leafy now. Yeah, there is a shovel. No, not necessarily. Really? Right. What else? I was a little excited about, you know, we had the broadleaf evergreens were really desiccated this winter. Yeah. Uh, Some of the hollies. I had the royal family, the male and female together. Uh, You know, I didn't plant it until it was probably late in August and roots probably didn't get established enough, but totally brown. Now I'm so encouraged because we got new green leaves Yay. starting to come out. Yay. You know, just when you thought there was no hope. Yeah. In fact, Excellent. I've had a lot of people uh, with hollies particularly mm-hmm. talk about, oh, there's so much brown on it. But um, all, like John just said, there's all of a sudden all the hollies back here are just like leafing out with their brand new growth. And it's so pretty and Yay. it just looks great. So. so an amazing combination when you get the new spring growth. And you still have some berries on the plant left from last oh, year. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's really a treat. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Are you going to take the time to remove the brown leaves on the holly? Oh, I will let nature do its course. So you're going to wait till they dry up and so kind of fall all away on their own? And, yeah. So the so, so, no, I'm not. So far, that's what's happening. <laughs> I, be, I bet you he breaks down. Yeah. I bet you once he thinks he's got some other things, I bet you he breaks down and starts yeah. plucking them off. Maybe. The, I haven't worked on that section of the the garden at this moment, so... Yeah, it happens in sections, doesn't it? Yeah. So if there's any green on these old leaves, if they're partly green, partly brown, certainly if there's green, it's producing food and and providing some nourishment, yep. nutrition to the plant. So I'd leave them. If they're totally brown, if you had the time, I'd take them off because uh, they're providing no value whatsoever. I don't think the new growth needs it any kind of shading from it or no. anything like that. Uh, no. I think if you did remove them, it might only encourage more new leaves to come out and buds to open up. But uh if there's any portions that are green, I could see hanging in there a little bit longer to get more new foliage to help support the plant and take it that way. Yeah. If yep. you have the time. Yep. Sounds good. Well, especially where where it's positioned uh, aesthetically, I would remove them immediately if if I had them where it was. Can't have that in my yard. Well, no. <laughs> get that out of there. <laughs> this is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. Call us at 356-9397 with your questions or comments. Uh, now, you have a bunch of specials coming up, and you have a new sale ad coming out tomorrow. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it's not in the paper, but we'll post it on prairiegardens.com. So beginning at about, uh, I don't know, 5 or 6 in the morning, people can see that posted. And Excellent. then we've got... Um, Who gets up at 6 o'clock to post that for us? It's an amazing computerized feat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got that. But then we've got some things that you're not going to see unless you're an I Belong member, in which you'll get an email from us uh, tomorrow with some even s- other special, special things that are for them only. So if you're not an I Belong member, 
it's easy to sign up. You can sign up at prairiegardens.com or come inside the store, and we can get you signed up right away for it as well. And they're going to get some exclusive offers that uh, nobody else is going to get. That's right. There's some good and ones, too. In it's going to be exciting. That, you always get an additional 10% off on Tuesdays here at Prairie Gardens if you're an Ivy Long member. So even more worth it to become a, an Ivy Long member. And it doesn't cost anything. Yep. Yup. <laughs> so kind of a combination of what you're eyeballing and also maybe kind of run through the categories, how they've changed this week out there in the plant land. Anything, oh my gosh. anything that you're eyeballing and or anything within that category that you want to call out to listeners? So John came out to perennial land yesterday to make sure I was okay. And we're, we're standing <laughs> there in the Menardas because I, I, we, 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 finally, we finally are getting loads of perennials in. So we're we're getting full, fully stocked and it looks fabulous, but I'm standing by the monardas, and John said, "Oh my gosh, look at that monarda! It was it was cool. B something. Yeah, B B B beehive. What's it? Beehive? I I don't remember the name of it now, but yeah. the just the flower bud. The flower wasn't even open. The bud was just lovely. The short compact plant. It was just so much fun. And it's like I may have to look at that one. You know, it's yeah. like. Yeah, it was just so interesting. The just really different. Yeah, it and it was. wasn't. It was more compact, also. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It just uh, all those things that people have been asking for f- for weeks now. Why haven't you got that? And well, uh, that's in now. Doesn't matter what you're asking for. We probably got it today. The rhododendron back there. There's some rhododendrons. A couple of them left. Gorgeous. Uh, the azaleas, the orange. Yes. Oh my I gosh. Love that. Those so are just beautiful. Just fabulous. And you have some hydrangeas out there that are some? just <laughs> beginning to That's bloom. Lots of hydrangeas. Really just beginning that season. Yes. Yeah. We're just coming into hydrangea world. Yeah. It's um it's kind of fun though to see everything come open when the hydrangeas because there's so many different ones available, different sizes, different colors, different textures. It's you really are fun. so right. Thank that you. is so true. <laughs> Thank you. I guess that's why you're an expert and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as I learn about um, flowers and each different type and uh, just seeing the variety of hydrangeas that are out there. It's, it's, it's amazing. It is. Yes, it is. Be- it used to be something that you could only put in your yard if you had a lot of space because they were always big, you know, six feet tall, six feet wide, big round white flowers, you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing. But nothing wrong with that, but not everybody's got a yard or a landscape that can accommodate that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. many different things now. Even in the oak leaf hydrangeas, there's a little guy called Ruby Slippers. It's about four feet, isn't it, About, John? about, yeah. Oh, my gosh, it's great. But the oak leaf, you know, has a really interesting uh, leaf form. Looks like an oak. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> it looks like an oak leaf. Yeah. And really cool. Beautiful fall color. Oh, my gosh, the fall yeah. color is just burgundy red. It's just... I was wondering if it was going to be red when you called it, yep. what, ruby slippers? Ruby slippers. And the the um, panicle, the uh, flower. I didn't know there were red hydrangeas, honestly. Well, it's not. The so flower isn't red. The foliage is. The foliage at, is at fall, okay. in the fall. Okay. Green all during the growing season. So, the yeah, hydrangeas aren't in red yet. Well, well there we've are. got. There's some macrophylos that are that reddish. Yeah. And the one that just got put back by. The Revolution series out yeah. there. They're, they're, I guess I think it's ruby also, I think, isn't it? It's really yeah. almost red. First Neat. off, if I was choosing a hydrangea, I'd probably think of what mature size do I want it to be and how exactly. much sun or how much shade do I have. Yeah. Right. And that's really right. going to guide me through the process to say, oh, let's focus on this group or let's focus on that group. Because 
we have some sun tolerant ones that yeah. would be small that would be in that you know three feet to four feet maturity size we have some sun tolerant ones that would be six or eight feet we have some sun tolerant ones that would be eight to ten feet tall yeah. wow and then we've yeah. got some uh shade loving ones that would be six feet tall seven feet tall we have some shades that'll t- be in that four to five range yep. and then we've got some that'll be about 36 inches or so so we can kind of pretty much match it up with whatever you want i think the tiny tough stuff and tough stuff red and uh that tough stuff series mm-hmm. are, are mostly under three feet but i think the uh, tiny tough stuff at one and a half to two feet tall yep. that's short and suggested is a great container plant as well yes oh, yeah, wouldn't that be great Oh. It would be, ooh, yeah. Ooh, and yeah. I, I, I especially <laughs> like the, the, the flower blossom on that because it's more of a, it's flat. Yeah, um, those are cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just a little diff- flat and lacy. I like I it. like lacy. Are there conical hydrangeas as well? Conical shaped flowers. Yeah. Uh, uh, y- that, yeah, but not conical shaped plants. Oh, and the, thank you for <laughs> understanding what I was the, trying the, to say. The panicle type hydrangeas. <laughs> The PG-type hydrangeas, if you will, the most popular series anymore would be in that Limelight or Little Lime or yeah. Little Lamb or Bobo. Or yeah. I love Bobo. Strawberry. Yeah. Vanilla. Whatever. Yeah, Vanilla Strawberry. Vanilla Strawberry. Vanilla strawberry Sunday. Strawberry Sunday. There's, Ooh, a, there's a, a, whole, a whole series. And some of them have a little more of a pink tinge to them, yeah. hence those names Strawberry with the cream. And some have just more of a great creamy white that when they're done or a greenish hue that eventually turn kind of a mauve color. Yeah, that's that's where a lot of the coloration comes is as they age, they go from that creamy white to a rosy pink or, or that kind of coloration. Okay. Really pretty. Very yeah. pretty. Very so much so. I don't know how we got started on hydrangeas, but they're definitely a worthwhile topic. We've we got some great ones out there for sure. Absolutely. So that must be what would be you were eyeballing one of you guys i i think one of the biggest questions i get about hydrangeas is why didn't my hydrangea bloom and (laughs) i don't know usually because (laughs) it was one of the fancy ones that they sell as a house plant in the early part of the year well those don't even live i mean uh, they're they're not winter hardy most of them the the florist hydrangeas they're usually a a southern um hydrangea um mostly it's because uh the pruning is incorrect, or you know, I just I just have to cut oh. it back. It's too big, so they cut. People cut their hydrangeas back, and they're cutting off the the blooms for the following season, if they're not paying attention to what kind of hydrangea they have. Some can be cut back, some need to be cut back, and some shouldn't be cut back. So you just have to. Know. It's like um, um, clematis. They have to. You have to know the pruning type. Okay. Yeah, I think people get really vigorous in their fall cleanup. Yes. And that's that the most common mistake. They want to they yeah, want to prune it back. Yeah, it yeah. is. So it's just important to remember to keep your label. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you can remember what kind of hydrangea you have. Right. So, so that it's it's easier it to advise somebody when we know it's a, if it's a paniculata, we know exactly what kind of uh, pruning to do for it. So. So let me ask you a question. Yes. It's, pretty, it's kind of personal. Uh-oh. Is it easier for you to remember what kind of hydrangeas you have planted, or your kids' birth dates? Uh, <laughs> that's really tough, Steve. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I do keep the labels <laughs> in both cases. All right, <laughs> yeah. that's a good idea. Stop the birth certificates. They help me out. <laughs> All I remember is my my parents have a, used to have a chart on the side of the refrigerator about. Uh, 
birthdays and of course oh, gosh. my dad had the same thing about about his chart of the of the garden and you know <laughs> 1980 whatever oh. when I planted this and that I like that terrific. so you know yeah it's pretty cool that's keep great. your birth certificates and your garden labels in the yeah. same binder yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. see so it wasn't so crazy I'm no. sorry I laughed at you yeah. <laughs> it's totally appropriate <laughs> that's great yeah. I have I, I keep mine in a Ziploc bag but then the birth certificates? after a while oh yeah, yeah you know okay. it Steve no <laughs> after a while though I have to go through and clean out the ones that, oh wait I, I gave up on that plant okay and 1987 yeah. Yeah. throw that one out <laughs> <laughs> oh wait I don't live here that anymore oh yeah that's throw the whole folder away <laughs> and, and then every once in a while it's like oh, I still have it I still have the one for that plant oh that's right that's funny that's awesome that you make the effort to do it though you know I, I you. actually I have done that for years I actually got a file box that I keep in my potting shed for for labels oh and, and I used to separate them by year and then then they just they get all mixed up anyway. So now they're just in this big, huge you pile. Kind of have to know. <laughs> yeah. No oh yeah. So I probably the that. ones on top are the newest ones. Ish. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you've rifled yeah. through it to look. <laughs> to, exactly. To look. What was the name of that plant that I <laughs> planted? Yeah. <laughs> I planted that seven years ago. Yeah. Now what was that? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, you know, it's kind of fun to go back through that and see how your garden's evolved and the yes. things you've used. And, and, the, and the things you've tried that yeah. worked or didn't work. Didn't work, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, Marianne, how are your April-planted uh, fall bulbs doing? Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> the, Almost. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for those that don't know, these are the plants that are supposed to be, bulbs are supposed to be planted from the 1st of October, typically till about, First of December ish in that window. <laughs> in a normal human's life, that's where you would. That's when you would plant your your spring flowering bulbs. But if correct me if I'm wrong, you had kept them in your refrigerator throughout the winter. I right? kept them in my refrigerator just in case I would forget to plant them, and gosh, I was right. I did forget to plant them, <laughs> and I, I got to tell you, it was it was April. I'm I'm pretty sure. It was. Uh, or late March. Yeah, I remember. That, it was April. It was April. Them. I, okay, thank you guys. See, I didn't write it down. <laughs> yeah. Probably 98% of them flowered. I am so thrilled I can wow. hardly stand That's it. cool. I know. Yes. They all came up. All of them came up, but almost 98%, or 95%, 98% of them flowered. Excellent. And I enjoyed every one of them. It was so cool. Some uh, tulips that I got that were just, they were a double, and, and they almost look like a, um, I don't even know how to explain them, a, a peony flower or a carnation flower. There's so many petals in it. it you know, like uh, unlike the most tulips that just look like a cup, this is just full of petals, and it's Neat. just gorgeous. And just all sorts of cool little things I forgot I planted. <laughs> it was just so much fun. I love I'll it. Bet. So how did yours turn out, Mr. Brown? I planted a couple weeks after Marianne did. Oh, you did? And mine did not get a fertilization treatment in a fridge like hers did. And they're looking amazingly good. Fabulous. We're probably probably 90%, maybe not quite as high a percentage as she is because we didn't have them stored as well. But totally breaking all the rules. And mine still don't have a final resting spot. So mine had to get yeah. potted in to one-gallon containers. Oh, that's awesome. So they're leafed out. Most of them have flowered. Not all of them, that's but most great. of them have flowered. Wow. And, of course, I should have taken the flowers off just so the plant could have put more energy into right. the foliage. But, of course, I didn't because we wanted to see the flowers. Sure. Mm-hmm. Smell the hyacinths, see the daffs. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they're looking good. I'd say uh, I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. Oh, gosh, no. But uh, I think I think we have a good chance of success here. 
that's just incredible. That's great. Excellent. I, I hope I never have to do that again. I just, but the, the alternative was to throw them away, and I wasn't going to do that. I agree. I, I, At I, least I, give them a try. I had several dozen bulbs, and I just was not oh going to throw goodness. them away. But you checked them all before you put the time into planting them. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, it, if they if were rotten, dry rot or yeah. mushy, you, yeah. you didn't bother. Oh, but no. But yeah. they, I actually don't think I had any dry rot or, or uh, mush in the bulbs that, that I kept in the fridge. So that was good. That's great. So. How about yours? Did any of yours deteriorate uh, before you planted? I think maybe five or ten bulbs out of a couple hundred. Oh, and wow. You say you didn't store them as well. How did you store them? Uh, they were in a paper bag um, on a shelf at room temperature. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, the r- and room temperature do was... Do not do this at home. <laughs> <laughs> and room temperature, granted, is a little bit cooler. Uh, he, he lives differently than uh, the rest right. of us. <laughs> But I understand that. But yeah, and not cold it, by it any means, but it garage. might have been five or ten degrees cooler than the average person. That's a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing that, the, that you had such a survival, great survival rate and that, yep. that uh, they all came out like that. We great. are pleased. But don't ever do this, guys. Yeah. Any, anybody listening about the bulbs, don't do that. Yeah. But but if it happens, don't sweat it. Just yeah, try planting it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's what gardeners do. We just don't you know, go for it. Uh, yeah. Something, oh, it's a rule. Oh, let's see if we can break that one. So... Why not? We're still finding more and more flowers sprouting up in our garden Fun. that we're learning. And, uh, yeah, the latest has been peonies. Yay. Oh, nice. Very, very dark red ones and uh, or a burgundy kind of a wine. Uh, we're going to have some very light pink ones. Nice. And then a, a medium pink. Ants, though, are completely swarming over these peonies. Yeah. Is it like sugar to them? Actually, it is. Oh, really? <laughs> it's exactly what it is. That was yeah. my exactly. best guess. Yep. Exactly. Should I worry about that? Or should I? Should I? No. No. You, they, they're okay. part of the process, so Coexist. Let, let, let them do their thing. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah, it's no. um, a, a really glorious time of the of the year, and to have things like that come up, it's like, yay! Yes. But you know what? Memorial Day is just a week away now, right? Yeah, it would be a, a week from Monday. A week from Monday, yeah, just right. this next weekend. So it's uh, peonies are just around here anyway. That was just the Memorial Day flower. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. And, I, in fact, we're kind of tickled because my husband and I are, are, are going to be able to go around to the cemeteries and, and nice. have our own flowers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that That's we'll be taking. exactly what we and do. If you see a lot of older cemeteries, they, they're actually planted. Yeah, exactly. Nice yeah. that they uh, allow you to have yes. yeah, a plant there. Yep. But it, if it you, a, a lot of the newer cemeteries don't, of course, and so that's when you come here to Prairie Gardens and get one of the get lovely memorial. memorials. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen a better selection? Oh, no, gosh. I don't think I have. The styles and the colors this year are just unbelievable. Stunning. Hanging baskets, saddles, bricks, hoops, oh, yeah. spikes, cans. It's, it's a great selection. Save 30%. Hey, about that. That caught my attention. <laughs> <laughs> the and, colors and, and, just and pop. And they'll keep the selection up all week long. All week long, yeah. Yeah, you, you'll come in here any day between now through Thursday or Friday, and you'll think, how could I ever want more yeah. than what I've got? For sure. Yeah. They'll, they'll keep it all the way to the end here. That's great. Yep. Excellent. It is perfect. I wanted to mention um, one event that's going on today that's really exciting. I'm, I'm a hosta person, you know, and... Um, I belong to Illinois Prairie Hostess Society, which is our local hostess society. Mm-hmm. Um, great organization. Um, but they, they're having a fundraiser today. They're having a plant auction. And it's a large 
clumps of plants. And a whole bunch of people donated plants. Um, not just hosta, but there will be some really neat hosta. And I know I, I uh, donated a couple of um, really old, um, just great plants that aren't in the mar not in the market anymore. So oh. if you didn't have a shade tree anymore to protect them. <laughs> 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 well, there was that, yes. Um, and a friend of mine got a whole bunch of those. Uh, at any rate, they're having this really neat auction. There'll be other plants, uh, shade plants, trees, shrubs, different things. But it's it's today from two o'clock to four o'clock at um, on Salisbury Court in Champaign, twenty seven o two, Salisbury Court, and it, it'll be really neat. It's a great fundraiser. They it's one of the only ways they are able to raise funds to keep the the club going. So it's exciting. And then with the That's money. That's awesome. What, what do they do with the money that they raise? Does well, go to the, a, a hosta a, garden? Yeah, yes, there is a fabulous, it's a national display garden, in fact, and uh, everybody I should go see it. it on, yeah, cool. Uh, on South uh, Lincoln Avenue, just south of the Arboretum. It's just uh, um, past the um, Cherry Blossom Lane and um, uh, Japan House. Mm -hmm. It's in that area. It's really become a large area. Lots of, you walk over there anytime. There are people having their photographs taken. You know, there's large stones to sit on. Just, But all of these hosta have come from the Illinois Prairie Hosta Society. And actually a few other donators from outside the area, different people that we know in the in the uh, trade and that have just been so excited about our garden. It's just it's just great. been really cool. So it's it's really a nice established it's a, garden. It's a great group of people. Yeah, um, it is. And you know the community is fortunate to have them for yes. continuing education yeah. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's been a lot of we're, fun. We're blessed to have many of them as customers here. So. Yeah, a, a, absolutely. Are you kidding? Plant people are plant people. They're fabulous. Yeah. But yeah, today from 2, two o'clock to 4 o'clock at 2702 Salisbury Court, if anybody wants to get around and see some of those great plants. And speaking of hostas, do you kind of few out there? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we have a few. Uh, uh, how, uh, one of the greenhouses full of hosta. Just all sorts of them. Just, uh, I, I can't even begin to tell you the selection. I, I would guess conservatively 50 to 70 of the best varieties that you'd possibly varieties. want for your garden. Yes, easily. Wow. Easily, yeah. So, you know, to, today is a, a day to, to go look at them because it's it's really full right now, mm -hmm. the greenhouse is, but tomorrow night might not be. <laughs> right. I mean, we're just selling plants like crazy right now. So how about those $5.97 blooming echinacea? Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. We've yeah. got some half-gallon pots, so they're nice-sized plants. And I think there's, what, five varieties of echinacea in uh, bud and bloom? At least five. At least they're spectacular. Yes, they are. Deals. You got a collar? We have a collar. Oh, Let's fabulous. take that collar. All righty. 356-9397. Scott standing by. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. Hey, uh, could I transplant peonies at this time of the year? It, it's probably not a good idea if they're in the ground and you want to put them somewhere else. This is not the optimum time to do them. In the fall is the better time to do them when they've, just after they've started going their dormancy. Uh, that's the proper time. I've I've had to move them before this time of year. It sets them back really hard. Um, if you have them in a container already, then you have no problem. But if you're in in the ground, if you're moving from one place to another, you probably want to wait till fall. The, the only reason okay. I would do it now would be as if I was going to lose them otherwise, exactly. either because I was moving or because of construction or some sort of repair that was causing them to have to be relocated. No, I got a wild hair thinking about it, but then I. Thought it was supposed to be done in the fall, like you said. So yeah, it really is. Sure. <laughs> okay, I respect it you really so is. much. I so understand that wild hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, 
now if you have to, but later is better. Is better. Okay. All right. That's fine. All right. Thank you. Well, sure. Thanks for calling it, Scott. 356-9397, Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. Yes, interesting. There was an article in the newspaper today, uh, uh, Mr. Pankow from the... uh, uh, Master Gardener program, yeah. yeah. Um, it was about propagation and moving plants, moving perennials, and, and spring is such a great time to do it. Peonies are perhaps the one exception, um, and then trees and shrubs, of course, but, but peonies are the one thing that is much better done in the fall. But most other perennials would be pretty good right now, don't you think, guys? Really? Yeah. Just depends on how big and lush they are and, and how much foliage is going to... Yeah, uh, get damaged in the process and. Well, I think he was thinking of, of of maybe a few weeks ago when they were just starting to come out of the ground. Yeah, they've rapidly <laughs> expanded at this point oh in time. Gosh. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. incredible oh. how quickly they grow. Yeah. And for the most part, peonies are forever. I mean, they can live for a hundred plus years. Decades. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. And so, choose the site wisely, and because um, they don't have kind to of forecast anymore. how much the sun or shade is going to be impacted over the years to come. Um, there goes one of your rhododendrons, girlfriend. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that beautiful? Is that stunning? <laughs> That's gorgeous. And the selection that he's picked out to go along with. That's a beautiful card. Right next talk to about, it. Talk sure. about a, a moving garden, you know, <laughs> a portable garden. <laughs> you yeah. know, just yeah. pile up Just a, load down a shopping yeah, cart. There you go. <laughs> Move it around your garden where you need it to be. So we're open till 7 today. <laughs> we are. Plenty of experts, plenty yeah. of parking spaces, plenty of carts. Plenty of plants. Oh, yeah, plenty and plenty of plants. plants. Oh, yeah. Plenty of plants. Lots of great specials inside the store, and uh, check out prairiegardens.com com tomorrow for even more. Yeah, even great. And become an I Belong member if you haven't already, and you can get some extra deals emailed to you. Extra deals. Who doesn't like that? Oh, yeah. You've been listening to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with plant experts Marianne Metz, John Weisgarber, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. We uh, have to send out a special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Lewis. A podcast of the show will be made available later today at WDWS.com. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone, and happy gardening. (laughs) Love your outfit. How do you do it? (laughs) Stop it. No, really. Well, I get it all at Prairie Gardens. Did you say Prairie Gardens, the garden store? Oh, they've always been more than just gardening. You'll find new boutique items every week at prices you can't beat, like this purse. Oh, and this beautiful necklace and bracelet and this top. Let me guess. Prairie Gardens. Ah, You know it. And that's how I always keep my style fresh. Love it. Prairie Gardens, extraordinary gardening, home decor, framing, and a boutique as unique as you. Hear Greg Solier's exclusive.